0: Hi, this is YJ. Welcome to another episode of Extra In Ordinary that makes you extraordinary. Hey everybody, today's session is going to be a chat with Chris Cyrus. Um, I feel that he personifies what I, my theme for this podcast is about, which is Extra In Ordinary to produce an extraordinary life. I hope you enjoy the recording. It's coming up now. Listen in. Get him
1: online. Now, this is the trick.
0: Ah. Chris, can you hear me? Uh, yes, we've done
2: it. It <laughs> <laughs> It
0: wow. that, Okay, cool. You've turned sideways. I'll
2: put it on a side angle so I can rest on my... Um, okay,
0: let's on see if I can rest sort of right way up. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> say
2: it again. Let How are you again. doing?
1: I'm wonderful.
0: How are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I've had um, an interesting weekend. I've tr- I'm actually doing something non-tech, which is different for me. So yes. was, I, I'm very much a techie, so I can get in there and get so absorbed in it. So I'm going to do something different. Yes. And so I started to do um, my garden. Cool. Okay. And how's it going? Uh well, it's less of jungle than it was this morning, and I had three hours of activity, so that was interesting. But today's not about me; it's about you. Cool. Um, how are
2: you? Um, What were you doing today? Uh what was I doing? I went for a quick bike ride. I ran on my children. I started so, preparing um, workshops. So the tribe is about to be doing a lot of online material, online workshops and whatnot. So, yeah, just starting to put that out, plan it out, um, practice my Zoom, look at Zoom, looking at stuff I haven't really done before, even live. I don't really do live, so I haven't really got that much experience doing live um, Instagram either. So that's all new. It's all, it's all learning. And this is the way the world is going right now. It's all about um, particularly right, right now. It's all about online training, online communication. So yeah, that's what it is.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for honouring my invitation to chat with you. When um, sure. we met a few weeks back, um, I was so impressed with you and your and your story. And I thought that to myself that I am interested in young people, but you speaking about what you've gone through would really impact them. So I thought we'd just have a chat and just get, I'd get to know more about you. Now, I have to admit, since meeting you and since inviting you, I have done a lot more research, and I have to say I'm even more impressed. So. Wow, thank but, Yeah, no, 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 you've done a lot, and in such a short time, I think we need to all take um, a leaf out of your book and use it as an example of how we should actually pursue life. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start the other way around. I found out that you have a British Empire Medal. I did.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to try, try something. Let me just see if this is any um, has sound. Does that help you any better? Only because it's going into the other room and um, this way I can, it's just me and I, only I can hear you. Does it sound better yeah. for you though? Does it sound
1: alright? I can
2: hear you really well. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's better for me. Um, Sorry, yeah. what was the question? Say it again. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: so I found out that you have the British Empire Medal yes. and it's like in a space, is it in the space of like 10-15 years you've gone from a person who was in prison to a person who got a British Empire Medal from the Queen. How does that feel? That's
2: amazing. It's a little bit surreal. Um, so I, I left in 2009, so I came home in 2009 and I think the award was, I don't know, when was it? About two, three years ago, so about 2017. Um but for me, it was the motivation and even accepting it was a lot about mum. It was a lot about, you know, she gets to come and see me receive this award. Um, before that, I think, you know, 2012, I also got a Peace Award. Um, and Boris Johnson was giving me the Peace Award. So, yeah, these, these awards is, is more for family, is more... So they get to experience and get to be proud and get to, you know, celebrate um, certain events more than it is for me. You know, these things don't really... um, You know, some of these things don't align with me and that's some of my beliefs. But for them, it was important and for them, it was an honour. So, yeah, it was about... It was more for them than it was for me. Okay.
0: Um, you, you, You tell in your in this book, which I've read again and again, and it really touches me in strangest
1: of ways. In some ways, I can't even, I can't explain, but they're really
0: very on point, and they emote a lot of emotion, and they tell a little bit about what you went through inside prisons. But before we talk about that, can we talk about how, as a young black person in London, you went from being
2: young and free to young and not free? Um, all right so I you know I tell my testimony a lot Um, from 2009 I've I've used this book and my story to engage um, with young people in terms of my story and my journey I think the turning point was around 1516 the turning point for me was um, education and not succeeding in education not because I wasn't capable but because I didn't apply myself um, and because I didn't have the awareness and the mindset, uh, I started to believe that actually the future looked kind of bleak for me, just based on faden exams, just based on not knowing who I was or where I was going. I perceived the future to be bleak um, and I think a lot of young people look at the future, look at their parents, look at their parents' jobs, look at their income, look at things around them, and they 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 see bleakness they see no option they see no great future and and i was one of those individuals that for whatever reason saw no great future um so i looked for the shortcut i looked for what is a person up there doing um to be successful to make money to have the reputation to have you know some of the trappings that i wanted um so i purposely walked that road um and 2004 um, was convicted of a a drugs charge, um, which sentenced me to a 10 year prison sentence. Uh, Over here, when you get your prison sentence, unless it's a life sentence, you do half of that. So I was immediately aware of at least the next five years of my life, age 24 to age 29, I knew I'd be spending my life in prison. Um, And these things are, you know, transition points so failing exams and looking at my life that was a transition point being given 10 years in prison was another transition point Um, I've got a brother who already done 2 or 3 sentences uh, before I was doing my sentence so I was then again looking forward and saying okay, this is going to be even bleaker than I thought it was before in terms of I'm going to be in and out of prison for the rest of my life unless I make a change Um, so Again, looking forward, I had to make a change. Because I didn't want to spend the rest of my life in and out of prison. And the big turning point, which is the first poem in the book, was my mum's response. And and not wanting to put her through that, because as much as you know, I didn't want certain lifestyles that, that they may have had, I didn't want them to go through pain. Um, and, I, and I had to not be so selfish in my behaviours. Okay. You know why your story really
0: resonates with me. Recently, I've been training in education, and I have a lot of young um, black children who, as you say, they don't see that hope for the future. And I can see potentially that they are heading in maybe a, a kind of wrong direction. But what would you say? I know the story goes on, but what would you say to them? What would you say to them at this point, considering where you were at that point? if you were your own self and you were able to look forward
2: and then backward again, what would you say to them? Uh, so something that I, I believe in, something I teach my son, something I, that I try and speak to all young people
1: about, for me, I uncovered and discovered a
2: purpose for myself. So I realised that the experience that I was about to go through was going to lend itself to me being able to stop other young people going through it. So I suddenly had a purpose, I knew I wanted to educate myself, I knew I wanted to start my own business, I knew I wanted to work with young black boys in particular, um, because I knew I didn't have to take the path that I took, and I knew that it was a mindset that, that stemmed me on that road. So I was determined with that purpose. So in terms of for young people, it's tapping into what are you good at, what do you love, what are you passionate about, who could you become? Um, which is outside of some of the boxes that they're put into, um, whether it's through the education system, whether it's through their parents, where they say you have to be this or you have to do that. There's not, I don't think, enough time put into what do you want to be? What, what skill sets could we, how could we invest in you so that you could develop this skill in you to become whatever it is, um, and if you don't know, then the time has got to be spent on putting you in football, putting you in boxing, putting you in science, putting you in, you know, putting you in these environments so you can find what clicks for you. Um, because once they find something that clicks for them, then there's hope. If they don't have anything that clicks for them, um, then the other stuff is exciting. Um, and it is exciting. It is, um, it's turned into a rites of passage you know, we don't have a rites of passage for young boys over here, we don't have a bar mitzvah Um, you know we don't have, you know, how do you transition from a boy to a man Um, Mm -hmm. and they're they're building their own rites of passage, which is joining these groups, which is um, fighting amongst themselves, which is doing certain things that give them their own sense of okay I'm a man, now I'm looking after the home now I'm making money, and they're building their own rites of passage i've got a friend who traveled to um kenya to a remote um village and he spoke about how the boys had to line up cattle and jump over cattle as their rites of passage yeah Yeah. and without doing that you don't get no wife you don't get no cattle you don't get no so there's a challenge um and these young boys were not challenging them and then and they're not stepping into manhood and they don't have responsibility um so they're doing things their own way um And it stems back to the tree. It stems back to us. It stems back to our parents, um, and how you know, and how we're doing things, and how we're showing them, and how we're teaching them. I have a question because
0: something popped into my mind when you were saying that. Does that mean that the current educational system has to be has to be put to one side? Because I have kids who are going through year twelve. And as you say, they don't necessarily see the connection. Does that mean they should leave education and just focus on passion? Or is there a way to complement the two because of the
2: system we're in? There probably has to be a way to complement the two, but it's heavily, heavily, heavily the other way. Um, And as you said, if you're not fitting it, and if it's not connecting with you, then you end up in a pupil foe unit. You end up with the feminine team. You end up on a path straight to prison. The education system is is a hundred years old. It's so old, and the young people are so smart and so connected with the internet and with what's going on. Mm. So they realise that even the course they're studying for the degree they're trying to get, they they realise that after they finished it ten years from now, those jobs may not exist. Mm. So there's a so so they they're given a path that they've rejected before they've even started, and they're not given another alternative. There's not enough emphasis on entrepreneurship. These young guys are entrepreneurs from, from 13. Um, yeah, they they want to they make money from 13. They can't, make, they, they can't get a job until they're 16. They can't make money until they're 16. But they're 13 and they're exposed and they're more mature and they want to do things. And they're rebelling. They're saying, I'm not waiting. They're saying, why should I? Uh, if, um, if you look back at your 13-year-old self, some
0: of the young people who... Actually, you're 100% right. I've met a lot of young guys who are like, I want to be an entrepreneur. But when I came to your event, part of being an entrepreneur is having certain skills, having certain disciplines. And I'm not necessarily seeing that in the same young people who want to be these entrepreneurs. Obviously, you've said that because the educational system doesn't train them in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely to sort of keep them in education and keep their dreams and their hopes alive well again, let's it's, it's, it's motivation
2: right now. Mm-hmm. no, but it's motivation so if you tell me that I'm learning something so that I can run my own business then, then I can bear with it if you're telling me I'm going to learn math, I'm going to learn accountancy, I'm going to learn numbers so that you can build a million pound company of your own you've got my attention, okay. I'm going to sit and learn this thing, if you're just giving me numbers for the sake of it uh, it, may, it may go over my head so, you know, they're, they're purposefully building um, 9 to 5 employees, and they've already decided they're not a 9 to 5 employee, so I'm in the wrong place, you know, I'm in the wrong environment. Um, so that's, that's, that's the problem, is it's, it's figuring out what it is they want, and how we can serve that. And if you're going to give someone something, it's to give it to them in a way that motivates them. They're not motivated. You know, I, I was motivated by education. I was studying psychology with okay. the Open University in myself. Mm. No one pushed it on me, no one asked me. I was doing it myself at twenty four because I was motivated by what that could do for me and my future. There has to be self motivated, yes. Because um, you started
0: um, studying psychology in prison. What was your turning point? Because from your poems, and again, I go back to here, when you first went in, it was like, OK, I'm here, I'm going to be hard, I'm just going to serve my time and get through. Yeah. Then there's a point where, OK, I'm writing to exercise my brain, to get release. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's
2: a turning point. And I'm yeah. like, OK, what happens? It's interesting. A lot of those poems are written probably within the first two years of all mm-hmm. the sentence. Um, the mindset change was immediate, but I think there was still some anger and there's still some things that I had to get off my chest. And the actual decision
1: to do better, the actual decision to get to an open prison, um, to get
2: qualifications, to run my own business, all of, all of the stuff that I, I start, well, started visualising I felt straight away, but I still had some stuff to get off my chest. I still had some things going on that I needed expressing. And actually the writing of the poem helped me to express it um, and some of the angst was just the scenario um, so one of the poems is you know you don't get no birthdays in there you don't get no christmas in there you know some of it was just this is my experience and and i don't like it you know i'm forced to strip search i don't like it like i'm like some of the angst was the scenario uh, not so much of who i am or where i want to be it was more of, this is this is the real scenario. And rather than while out on an officer that comes to my cell, let me write it down, um, and let me express it here in this safe space um, so that I can get on with my day type of thing.
0: Okay,
2: wow. And from that, you now
0: have a, a psychology, advice and guidance, MBQ Level 3. You're a teacher trainer qualification as well. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. And accredited to be a goals facilitator. So you really... <laughs> Decided to go.
1: Education
0: was was everything. But it was all for a cause. It was all because everything I'd done was this will help me run my own business. This will help me serve young
1: people. This will help me mm-hmm. with what I plan to do. I didn't do anything that didn't serve that goal, whether it be mm-hmm. fitness, whether it be education, whether it be the personal development books I was reading.
2: It was all because I had a vision for myself and I needed this to fulfill the vision for myself. Um, So going back to young people, it's okay, let's help you to have a vision for yourself and then let's discuss what are the things that you need to make that vision a reality. Um, And it all comes to me, it comes on the personal development. I'm very heavily on two things when I work with young people. One is um, the creative writing because it helped me so much, the poems helped me and the other one is personal development, because it's everything. Um, for me to get through the five-year sentence, or five out of 10, it was goal setting, it was visualisation, it was taking responsibility, it was letting cause anger, there was, there was so many tools, law of attraction, you know, I, I, some of those courses, some of those opportunities i got is just vibration, just thinking certain things, like I, my Open University course was funded, I got to the best open prison. Um, and when I got there, there was the perfect courses that I need. Like, like it, it was the vibration of what I needed and what I was thinking about. And it just came to me. And um, those are the types of, of education that I believe young people need.
0: Now, with that drive, inside the drive was there, you, you found the turning point, you found the goal you were headed for. But when you came out... Did you find there were any obstacles? Because I find that some people who come out of prison, they really want to change their lives. They really do. But the society, obstacles they face, they knock back, they knock back, and then they kind of um, regress.
2: Did you find any of that? If you did, what did you do? How did you overcome it? So I work with with people in prison now as well. And I've met people with some great ideas, great enthusiasm, and, and exactly like you said, they come out and they don't fulfill it um i think one of the things is how much work they put into it in the first place um so this is years of study that, that i've already done um but some of them it's just an idea on paper and they
1: haven't put enough hours when you put enough hours into something it's hard to let it go um, mm-hmm.
2: so i think that's part of it um and again there is there is barriers there is hurdles but back to the personal development um resilience, self-esteem is you take the knot back and you keep on going. Um, the other thing that I definitely had linked to the law of attraction is, is just connection to source. Um, I felt like I was being guided. I felt like it was um, it was for me and, uh, and the journey made sense to me. So I didn't have a complete plan when I came home in 2009. I just knew what I needed to do or what I wanted to do. And it just came to me okay, you've got a folder full of poems. Your your business idea is to is to help young people to stay out of prison. The perfect thing you've got in your hand this this folder full of poems, is a tool that you're gonna use. I didn't write any of these poems with the intention of, I'm gonna use this and help young people. That was just my own personal thing. But as I landed, it was like, okay, that's what you're gonna use. So I put it into a book. And again, that's just me being guided. I put it into a book. And I went to schools for free. And I went to, back into prison for free. And I shared my mum crying in the courtroom. I shared strip search. I shared being in the four walls, 24-hour bang-up. I, I shared all of these poems to the young people. I had a conversation with them. Um, and as I left, I started to get calls from the school. I said, how much do you charge so come and come and do that? During that time, I was working at freelance um, in the same field, personal development one of the companies that trained me um, and gave me education I mean, again that's just law of attraction um, and just putting yourself out there and, and opportunities come so I uh, may be working three days a week, not every week so any time that I had spare it was building my own business for free um, I didn't actually become financially stable what I consider financially stable in terms of I didn't need freelance work um, until three years later so in terms of the hurdle and how
1: long it takes I think it's with, with everything with business in general mm.
2: it's how long you're willing to keep going um, yeah. and I think the re- some, some young people, or some people in general don't have a realistic time span or their time span they put a deadline on their dream there's no deadline on my dream whether, whether, whether I do it forever for free or whether I can make a business out of it this is what I'm driven to do I'm driven to engage young people and because I put the work in, because I put the thing in, I built a reputation. Once you build a reputation, as mm-hmm. I said, the schools are calling me, the defending teams is calling me. I learned, I learned the business as I went. It was only three years later that I turned my business into a social enterprise and started to get funding. Um, and that's when the money started coming in. That's when I could stay out okay, I've got a business now. Um, before that, it was, it was just something, mainly passion. Okay.
0: Your passion is commendable, and I know that your business, which is um, um, Christopher Cyrus uh, Cyrus Consultancy C.I.C., is basically focused at young people. Now, I am a a person who grew up in London. I had I have three brothers, and I know the kind of just on the line that they were managed to manoeuvre through. Currently, on the news, I hear a lot about knife crime and young young boys being involved. And not only that, I am in education. I see that the lack of hope as i said before how are you touching these people although it may not even be your job though i know young black boys are your focus what 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 would you do different what is not being done is there a lack of um parenting in the correct way
2: is there a lack of fathers so many questions role models is is a massive part of it whether it be fathers uncles whoever it is male role models is is a massive part of it Um, mindset changing, mindset adjustment um, is a massive part of it there's a culture um, that's developing with young people unfortunately and as I said it's kind of like a right sort of passage Um, and my opinion on it right now and the work that I'm thinking about right now is to catch them 11 and 12 um, yeah. some of the 13, 14, 15 olds I'm working with we do the best we can, we engage them um, but a lot of them still go and do what they do um, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes uh, a scenario for them to, to change for themselves um, mm-hmm. but in terms of preventative it's it's better to catch them before they start an experiencing Cary Lions, before they start getting enemies and getting known for this arcane weapons. Because once you start crossing those lines and start getting involved, it's bigger than just, I just want to stop now. That's great, you want to stop, but what about the person you stabbed? Or what about the fact that you hang around with so-and-so? What about the fact... You know, it's it becomes a, a harder um, scenario. And, and for some young, young people, it's about taking them completely out of their area. Because in that environment, it's too toxic for them because of where they live i know young boys that moved out of the area came out of prison moved out of the area came back into the area just to visit family and now they're in prison because they bucked up on people on the road phone calls were made knives were drawn and now they're in prison during 15s and 16s years they only just came in the area to visit family um so when you're entrenched um so so difficult.
1: Even if you want to, um, it can be difficult. So, in terms of the focus and the strategy, not to
2: leave the ones that are older out of the picture, but we really have to catch these younger ones because they're being influenced from eleven. They're being influenced from early. If
1: they don't have the father figure, they don't have the male role model, they don't have
2: um, that guidance, then they're absolutely going to get lost. Um,
1: as I said, it's appealing. Um, what they're seeing in
2: school might not, you know, they, they may they may have already failed in their mind at school. If, mm. you, failed, if you failed in your mind academically um, and you don't see a future for yourself and you're 11, 12, it's very tempting to start to want to get that, that glorification, want to get that um, reputation, want to get that, that self-esteem, that feeling good that I'm somebody um, doing these other things. So it's about, for me, engaging them early and figuring out pathways. How can we offer these young people something? Because what have you got to offer them? What are we offering them? Um, you know, they, they took away a lot of the apprenticeship stuff. A lot of, Some of the young people say they just want to work. If they could work, they, they'd be cool, but they can't work. Um, whether that's an excuse or not, I don't know. Uh, but I do think earlier... Is, is, is much needed. Thank
0: you. You said something there. You said that um, if they don't see role models... Now, I had this conversation with someone recently about the fact that I don't feel... I know a lot of black men born and brought up in the United Kingdom who are doing okay and who are doing well. But I think they don't like to step up in the public eye to represent. And I'm wondering... Why? Why do they not do it? Because it's, all, it's their sons, it's their children, it's their cousins, it's their brother that is most affected. Do you think I'm wrong or do you think um, I'm not seeing the picture clearly here? I, I think you're right. I, I think that um, many of the
1: young people I work with don't have enough representation, don't have enough
2: people talking to them, don't have enough people they respect saying to them, don't do that come here what's going on I'll take you under my, my wing um, so I think there, there, there is an issue um, if, it, if it's an issue of young boys then there must be an issue of young men and older men um, you know I speak to, to my partner about fathering and, and looking after my son there's certain things that only I can teach my son and there's certain way that I manage my son that she wouldn't manage him that way but I've got the psychology of you're going to become a man, mm-hmm. so when I speak to you a certain way, I want to teach you certain things because I know you're becoming a man. I don't know what that, that means. Um, so if they don't have that person or those people, then they absolutely get lost. Um, and the older ones that are showing them attention
1: mm-hmm. are there to use them, are there, are there to bring them into something that is is negative for their own,
2: um, for their own means. And, and that becomes their, their, that
0: becomes their family. That becomes what they know. Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? I, I'm not sure about what the answer will be, but I know that your your mother was very key in in um, focusing, in refocusing you in a sense that you did a lot of it. Um, having experienced her pain, but your father, where does he fit into this?
2: So. From age 11, um, I lived with my father, so I was with my granddad, so my memory of it is is, is not 100%, but I know I was with my granddad when I was a baby, and at age 11, um, I lived with my father, but he worked at uh, Bagnum Ford, which was far away, so although there I wasn't necessarily there, um, but what I did learn was a certain work ethic. What I did learn is, is is to provide, but I never really had to sit down. This is what it is to be a man. This is what it is uh, to do with conflict. I never had the, okay, who are you? What do you want to become? How can I support you to become XYZ? I didn't have that. I looked outside of my home for my male role models. And I did have uncles and other people around as well. Um, I think people get busy in their, in their own lives. Um, even for myself, I've got younger cousins and different people that I'm not speak to for months on end. Mm. Um, people get busy in their own lives. So it will be the person that lives on your road or the next street or in your area that, that's, that's visible. Um, mm. that becomes your role model. Um, and when you're young, you might not have the inclination to reach out to mm. a positive male role model in your family and say, I need help and, and, and guide me. Um, the negative influence is, is easier to find. It is easier to find. Okay. Let's look at some of the... Going forward,
0: you mentioned... I've mentioned um, Cyrus Consultancy CSE and you've done a whole... You've got a whole load of awards, the Costner Award, as you said, the Peace Award, Back to Back. There's so much you've done already. Looking forward to the future, What do, what's your biggest goal? Because you taught me... How to put my goals into a vision board, and I've been focusing on that, and it's working. So, what are your ne- in the next five years? What are your goals in terms of the, your aim um, to do to help
2: young people? So, I'm very much business orientated, so I'm trying to grow business. Um, I've got several different enterprises at uh, the In Tribe that you the event you mm-hmm. came to. Um, there's a team of us. Um, We're focused on personal development, education, online training. Um, I've got Aspire Higher, which is the top I'm wearing, and that's a lot of prison work. Um, Side consultant does a studio and youth work. There's lots of different businesses. Um, I'm I'm focused on on becoming the best me. Um, I'm focused on being financially free, and I'm focused on fulfilling my purpose, um, which involves... Giving a message to young people, which involves um, serving my community, mm-hmm. um, which involves educating, you know, my son and my, my children, and making them the best individuals they can be. Um, so yeah, I'm very focused on those areas. And as I said, you know, you are know what I'm doing today. I've mm-hmm. been thinking about online programs, online workshops. Um, you know, on lockdown. I feel like like I'm I'm busier. You know, I haven't, it hasn't slowed down in terms of how busy I am because I'm always thinking of projects and I'm always being guided and I'm always creating um, and learning, wanting to learn and become the best me. The best way that I can serve anyone is to be an example. Yes. That's that's the best way. There's, There's no point in me telling anyone to do anything that I haven't done. So if I'm able to become a millionaire, I'm able to become financially free, I'm able to raise great children, I'm able to do great things, then I can sit down with someone and say, look, this is what I've done, and this is how it can be done. And and I can give genuine advice from a place of, this is the the path. So yeah, I I spend a lot of time working on me. Um, And in teaching anyone, particularly young people, the focus is on self-development. How can you become? Best version of yourself. How can you set a goal forward?
1: Um, and yeah, people don't people don't really listen. People watch and see.
2: You know, people people yeah. people respect you for what you do or what you say. So, um, so I'm, I'm more about doing than I'm about um, speaking. So that when they see me on the road, or they or they see me, you know, he's promoting an event and he's doing this and he's presenting himself well right and, and whatever it is, that's how people learn. Um, so I have to, you know, I'm I'm open to being. You know, I hear a lot of young, I had a lot of people in the media, particularly, say, they do, you know they don't want to be a role model. They don't want to. Put, I'm openly a role model. I'm happy to be a role model. I push myself as a role model. I want I want to um, I want to represent. And it's not to say that I'm perfect and get it right all the time. But I hundred percent push myself, and I'm hard on others because I'm hard on myself. Um, you know. So yeah. That's, that, that for me is you know in five years time, it will be bigger. there'll be a bigger team, there'll be um, more success. I'm, I'm success driven. I think being away for that period of time, it was like a pause button and then when he let me go, I've been running ever since and I haven't stopped running um, in, in all areas um, and, and development and growth. My learning and my knowledge is if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. Um, that that's my belief so I I'm constantly developing I'm constantly growing uh, because you are look at you can
0: so you do as I do not a do as I say kind of acknowledge so important um, so. I am so grateful that you took this time out to talk to me I I, I really appreciate this this time because I know I know it's very precious. But before we go, just one word for those young people who they've got time on their hands right now, and time can be used for serious mischief or serious progress. What would you say to them? Uh, what I've got my son doing right
2: now. So my son's eleven. There's a there's a library full. I say a library a bookshelf full of that. You can see that a bookshelf over there full of books. Yeah. Most yeah. of them um, are personal development books, mm. so he has to read a book, a chapter, write what he's learned. And when he showed me what he's read and what he's learned, I know he's developing because these books are powerful. So my main advice in this time is to read. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Alchemist, Science of Get Rich, The Secret. Um, there's there's a wealth of powerful books that will change your life. It's information that changed my life. It's knowledge that changed my life. And this isn't... Um, you know, I made a post the other day, you know, it, parents are doing a great job yet. Yeah, maths, English, science, and they're trying to pick up where the school left off. That's great. But let's not forget that the school miss out on a lot of stuff and let's get our children reading some stuff. Leadership, um, communication. There's so much skills that young people need that they might be interested. Marketing, sales, um, you know, there there's stuff in these books that they might read and say, I like that. Um, so, yeah, my suggestion during this time for parents and for young people is to find personal development books. Um, listen to your Les Browns, your Eric Thomases, your Tony Robbins, your Bob Proctor's, your Jim Rohns. These guys are giving you wealth of knowledge that will just change your whole perspective. Um, I tune into these people every single day I'm on my grind every single day there's not a day that that passes that I don't do some type of exercise some type of reading some type of thinking Um, so that would be the encouragement if you build up that type of habit you can't get swayed by um, by what's going on out there because you know yourself and you know your your capability Um, so yeah that's that's where I would focus my uh, my advice Okay, just one more question just before you go. It's all good, it's all
1: good.
0: <laughs> if you were going to add an element to the school curriculum as it sits right now, mm-hmm. and I can roughly guess your answer, what would you call it, and how many times a week
2: would it occur? Personal development every single day. There will be an element of focusing on, you know, what is a purpose? How do you discover your purpose? Know that you have a purpose there will be goal setting, there will be self esteem, making sure that you understand you're going to take knocks in life, but you have to bounce back, understanding that um, the elements of self esteem is is to be loved and to be capable. You have to build up your skill set so you feel capable. If you're not feeling loved, you have to find a network of people that love you so that you feel powerful in yourself. If you've got a low self esteem, and you're open to anything are open to any suggestion because fake love, real love, like attention, you will jump at it. But if you're happy with yourself and you love yourself and you'll be, you'll, you've got a, a direction, a lot of these young people are like a boat just on water. And if the water blows this way, they're going that way. If the water blows this way, they're going that way. They need to be ships with an engine with a direction and their, and their speedboats and they're going for their their direction so yeah that comes with the personal development so every single day I would have that as part of the curriculum um, and just check in with them every single day H- how are you doing with your comfort zone are, are you stretching yourself um, are you meeting new people are you doing new things so yeah that would be part of the curriculum um, and the second to that would be which is probably there anyway but would be the creative writing and getting them to um, speak more Mm-hmm. to discuss what's going on and express themselves because it's
1: the um, it's the trauma and it's the um, it's the letdown and it's
2: it's, it's all this stuff mm-hmm. that they're carrying that makes them angry. I've had young boys take a, a mad right turn directly connected to what's going on in their home um, mm-hmm. because they wasn't able to manage it. They was not able to deal with it. They was not able to process it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. How to deal with trauma, how to deal with stress, how to deal with, with these things. Um, creative writing is one tool that I use, but there's, there's, there's loads. Okay. Thank you so Can, much. You're welcome. Can I, I ask you before it, you go, what, what poem, and it might put you in a spot a bit. What poem was the one that really stood out for you, and why? Okay, um, there was one that you wrote about
0: being a man. Uh, a okay. That one, I can't, I, can't, that, I don't know why, but that the first one is the, the mother poem. That one obviously would touch me. I'm a mother, and that one I could actually feel myself standing in the dock and hearing the guilty and all like, right, no, mm-hmm. and then keep keep loving your son. Mm-hmm. That, but the, the oh, I'm trying to find it because I bookmarked it. The romance step was it that one? Yes. Okay. okay. Very
1: good.
0: Very good. It's where you talk about I'm a man, and then there's scripture, and and you're like, Is is this what my life is? Yeah, it's like it's hitting, it hits so hard. And then another one was, Move on, yeah, I like move on a lot, and keep loving your son and live for the living. Tupac and Nash, those are the ones that. Really, I've read it again and again and I'm still reading it and I need to buy copies for some of my young people because I, I tried Amazon.
2: They're not they're not providing, by the way. Okay. They I said it's out stock. I did have a supplier that was linking and doing that. I have got them directly on, on my website. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll um, buy it from them because there are a few young people who I think
0: really need to start reading this at age 11 we can, as you say, catch them young, because I think we, we, if we're not doing anything then we're going to be equally responsible
2: for how the future shapes for them I agree, I agree. Yeah. Um, and I'll donate books as well and I'll come and do talks and so on and so forth So, just connect me got the details. I will, I will, I will I've invited some people to this chat who I hope
0: will also um, be able to connect with you because I think it's in line with some of the stuff they're doing already but I will also um, talk a lot more to them about connecting with you because I think hearing from you will really resonate with these young people more than anything. More than anything.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm so grateful to you for coming on this and we will be in touch. Can I... Now, I was supposed to be reading some of these out online, but I I hesitated because I hadn't
2: asked you. Okay. I liked it, actually. I I was going through your thing and I think you was reading a little bit of one. And I felt it, I was like, okay, yeah,
0: so yeah, absolutely, I'm, I'm open for that. Because I think they're amazing, and I think you have so much more to give. So People much keep asking me about the next book, and I'm, I'm
1: like,
0: yeah, this this, yeah. Are I'm, you going to write the book about your life then? You've not written that one? No, and I'm not if necessarily... If they read the poems, they'll, they'll understand the journey, but are you going to write it as actually a ordinary merry book as well?
2: I'm not motivated to um, at, at the moment. Fine. Yeah, uh, like I say, I'm I'm driven off of. I'm just driven and and day to day what comes to me or year to day what comes to me that that's what I focus on. Um, so I'm not driven. I haven't had the calling. I haven't I haven't felt the urge that that's what I need to do right now. Um, but if that changes, then I'll absolutely do that. Okay, cool. Um,
0: Please let me know the online courses you're doing. And I think I have an idea about how you should try and seek funding, especially for the ones which will captivate some of these kids who are out of school and who are really not connecting with any kind of personal thing. So I'll offline, I'll I'll try and contact you on that one. Lovely. All right. Thank you so much. Blessings. Take care. Thanks for everyone that did tune in. Peace
1: and love. Take care. Talk
0: to you soon.
2: Wow,
0: that's amazing. Oh wow. That looks amazing. That concludes another episode of Extra In Ordinary leading to extraordinary. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed this, please subscribe for our future
1: podcasts. Bye. Have a great week.